Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Now, as you can see, I am not in my normal humble abode in South Florida, Miami. I am in Frankfurt, Germany. So I should have started the podcast with a nice guten tag or guten abend, good evening. I think I pronounced that right. Uh, I am here in Frankfurt. Uh, for the week as the Dolphins prepare for their big game against their big international game against the reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, the team as well as I, uh, not on the same flight, but separate flights arrived uh, in Frankfurt uh, early Tuesday morning. Um, the Dolphins are spending the entire week in preparation for Kansas City. Mike McDaniel wanted the team to get out here uh, for its off day, experience the city a little bit, go out into the city. Um, it's a lot of players first time out overseas in the in the country so he wanted them to you know immerse themselves in the culture on tuesday and then on wednesday they're going to flip the switch they're going to be all in on preparing for the chiefs and i'm doing the same i'm enjoying the city before i get uh ready to follow the team and give you your latest dolphins updates uh but we got a lot to talk about uh the dolphins as i said um getting prepared for a very pivotal, what could be a pivotal AFC matchup. Um, there's a four-way tie for first place in the AFC and the Dolphins, your Miami Dolphins are one of those teams at the top. Um, they very well could be number one at the end of this week if they come away with a big win. Um, well, first, we're going to take a step uh, back before we talk about that. We got to talk about uh, what was a big bounce back win at Hard Rock Stadium over the New England Patriots, 31 to 17. We had the debut of Jalen Ramsey. We had another big game from Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Uh, so all is good heading into Again, a pivotal matchup, um, but we really want to start with uh, what was the story of the afternoon last Sunday, the debut, the return of Jalen Ramsey. This is what Dolphins fans had waited for uh, for several months. He was the team's top. Uh, he was the team's top offseason acquisition. Um, he, uh, as you know, he tore his meniscus on the second day of training camp. There was a lot of fear he might be out till December. He called his shot. He told Mike McDaniel in week two he was going to be back for the second matchup with New England. He was, and he uh, he introduced himself pretty well. Uh, he got a pick in his first game. Probably should have got an interception. I know I saw your tweet, uh, David, about uh, you know, just gotta got to cut back. Cut back inside, and that's six I, I, right I there. I thought the though. knee might have been bothered. I thought the knee might have been going. The knee looked pretty good. Yeah. The knee looked pretty good to me. Yeah, uh, he, he, but he looked like kind of like the knee was going. Hey, yo, yo, we, 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 we get, we're good, but let's let's hey. cut this off right here. Hey, he played. Hey, he played forty nine. He played all but the last four snaps. Uh, right. so he was working pretty well for that's most a lot, of, that lot of work. Uh, yeah, yeah, most he definitely a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, he said he said that wasn't the plan. He said, hey, the plan wasn't for me to play 49 snaps. But that's just the way the game flow kind of worked out. There weren't a lot of long drives. Uh, but again, I mean, 
this was a, about as good of a debut as anyone could have expected. Um, you know, there were a lot of talks even before the Dolphins traded for him about whether he had been falling off a little bit. He didn't look like it uh, on Sunday. And obviously that was a really big addition to the defense. I mean, we still haven't seen this defense at full strength. Uh, his kind of running mate in the secondary, Xavier Howard, he wasn't out. Uh, he wasn't out there. He was sidelined because of a groin injury. Javon Holland wasn't able to play at safety because of a uh, concussion protocol that he just didn't fully pass. So we still had some moving parts on the defense, but again, um, Jalen Ramsey, like he looked, he looked the part. I mean, Tua said the hype is real with that guy. I mean, when you talk about a shutdown corner, that's what we saw a guy that they don't throw to his side. He was only targeted three times. He gave up one catch, but otherwise, uh, looked really good. He even forced a fumble earlier in the game before the pick that was kind of negated by a holding penalty. But still, you saw the playmaking that the team does. The defense hasn't really had. Um, and again, when they threw to his side, it's funny. I tweeted like Mac Jones isn't even looking at Jalen Ramsey's side. Like, they were just going at Eli Apple most of the game. And then lo and behold, a couple minutes later, they throw at Jalen Ramsey's side and you see what happens. Um, Vic Manjo said something. The defensive coordinator said something very interesting a couple of days ago. Um that was kind of different from what he had talked about uh, with the loss of Jalen Ramsey the day or the days after he was injured, you know, the days after he was injured, I asked him um, how much does it, does his absence and impact what you were kind of planning to do or what you can call. And I think that he didn't want to like make too much of it. And he said, Hey, um, we're still going to, we're still going to incorporate our, our defense. We're still going to, you know, put our defensive plays in and whatnot. But a couple of days ago, before Ramsey ultimately made his debut, he said, hey, ultimately, like, what your corners can do on the outside really dictates what you can do as a defense. And I think we saw a glimpse of that. Uh, he was shut down. If you look at Mac Jones's um, kind of throw chart from ESPN Next, uh, or NFL's Next Gen Stats, he did not throw to the right side of Dolphins' defense. And that's where Jalen Ramsey was for the majority of that game. So you get Xavier Howard back, who I think has been playing pretty well before the injury. Um, the pass rush is starting to come along. It's kind of a residual trickle-down effect. I'm not saying that they're going to be that good, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots, especially on offense. Um, but I, I'm very bullish. I mean, hey, I was, I've been saying for months, I think this defense can be elite. We haven't seen it thus far. But, you know, you got a little glimpse of what it could be with Jalen Ramsey back in. I mean, I have nothing but great things and, uh, you know, to say about his debut. What do you think? Oh, I thought it was obviously an impressive debut, especially for someone who's coming back early off an injury, as you as we said, as has been pointed out, and played a lot of snaps. Yeah. And, you know, uh, hey, he looked, looked really good, uh, obviously, in the interception. Uh, that was instinct and athleticism and just, you know, veteran knowledge, you know, came off his guy, saw where Mac Jones going. It's like, okay, fine. Oh, you, you think you got this? No, you don't. And, and um, I, yeah, that's, you're, you're all, you are starting to see the last couple few weeks. You've seen more pressure up the, up the middle on the passer, more, I th think more dominance in the middle. And then you've also, you know, you're seeing Bradley Chubb kind of get, you know, if not get get home with the quarterback, at least get close to home to where he's affecting things yeah. and where he's and, you know, he's got to be a guy who if he doesn't get you the if he doesn't get you the sack or the pressure, he at least has to force the you at least want them to force you know other teams to deal with him and devote, you know, for it's not just to dealing with him, which 
obviously, you know, it's like anything else, it opens up opportunities for other other people. Um, so yeah, uh, and obviously, it's, it's especially in a passing pass heavy league. Your corners, you know, the the amount of people you have to devote to stopping the other team's top receivers, uh, top wide receivers. That, does, that clearly dictates what else you can do because it dictates how many other people you have to play with. Yeah. You know, if you can if you can put two corners out there and say, okay, that's you know, we're I've got your top two receivers taken care of, and now, you know, we can play the rest the rest of our defense. We can play, we're gonna play, you know, nine really nine on eight, because you you know unless you're accounting for a spy on the quarterback, you're playing nine on eight. Um, you know, that, you know, defensive coordinators can come up with all kinds of op- good ideas then. Um, but it's when you have to, as teams are having to do with the Dolphins, you know, you go, you want to double this guy, you, you know, you want to, you know, make sure somebody has help on this, help on this guy. If you need suddenly those numbers flip the other way. And you know, the, you know, the, suddenly the op- options open up for the offense. You know, um, so yeah, I, it, nice debut for J- Jalen Ramsey. Uh, good game by the Dolphins defense. Very good game, I think. And uh, yeah, that I think they had a pretty good game. But, you know, they, I think they look good at times against Philadelphia. I think they look very good at times against Philadelphia. Um, I think they look better than I thought they would actually at some times in Philadelphia. So yeah, yeah Vic, 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 I was gonna say Vic Banjo did say like they were Vic Banjo said, Hey, we, we pretty much supplied 10 of the 17 points that they scored, you know, two weeks ago against Philly, um, because of the the pick six and the strip sack that resulted in a field goal. So we said, Hey, if we had one or two more plays kind of bounce our way, it's probably we're probably looking at it like a great performance. So we have seen right. that improvement. And then obviously you get Ramsey back and you know you're hoping we're gonna talk about this in the second half, but maybe you get some more of these guys back on defense and offense. I think the real question is like, can this be an elite unit? Because when they brought Jalen Ramsey into the into this defense, and that was you know a couple of weeks after they had hired Vic Fangio, the expectation internally, externally was this is going to be like one of the best units in the NFL. I think the question is, can they can they be, can they be dominant now? Because you you have an offense that, you know, on its kind of off days is scoring 27, 30 points. You right. know, now if you have a, a defense that looks more like it did against the Patriots, as opposed to, you know, whether it's the Chargers or the Bills or maybe the Eagles game, if you have a defense that's, you know, getting after the quarterback bursting turnovers uh, and, and, you know, holding the opponent in the twenties, then it's like, all right, you got to, you got some, you got something now. Cause so right. far it's like the, the offense has been very good kind of coming up short in some of the matchups against some of the better defenses, but the defense really hasn't performed all that well against, you know, elite caliber opponents. And obviously, you know, you play who's on your schedule, but that's just the fact of the matter, you know, against the better offenses, mm-hmm. they haven't played as well. But the question for the rest of the year is now, you know, if healthy, and again, there's a good chance that they're going to have the entire projected starting defense on Sunday. Can they be an elite unit? I'm, I'm not, I think they can, but truthfully, I think we're going to, I think this weekend is going to go a long way into, into, you know, letting us know whether, you know, this is fool's gold or whether this is, this is legit. Well, AC is an interesting test because obviously you've got, 
you know, it all starts with Mahomes and what he can create, what he can create, and what he can give time for his receivers to uh, create and do. And you've got you've got Travis Kelsey, who you know, I got to think defensive coordinators get together in the offseason, and the second Travis Kelsey's name is mentioned, out comes the tequila, and all the and everybody starts like doing doing shots like I, I can't we we don't know what, what are we doing what you know and they're like trading notes what what did you try what did you try because it's not like you know everybody's trying everything to to guard this guy and he still gets open and if you even if you shut him down for a good portion of the game it always seems like he gets open for that touchdown you really can't afford to give up and um so you know that's a, that's another interesting challenge and then you have a wide receiving core that's frankly been very eh lately yeah i mean there's i mean they they lost the they lost the lions game they lost that season opener um and they've you know they've you know they're dropping balls all over the place uh, they, they, you know, this is a wide receiving core that i look at and go okay this isn't like when they had like you know Tyree Hill and Sammy Watkins those guys running around there and um so you know I I'd like to I'd like to think that the Dolphins if their their defense is becoming the defense they want to be uh they can make some they can they can sit on KC you're not going to I don't think you're going to shut them down completely unless, you know, Mahomes has one of those games like he had, well, last week where, where you know, he starts getting a little desperate and he starts and that, making some of those desperate. And that may have been the worst. That may have been the worst offensive game in the Mahomes era. Just looking at like some stats that, that, I, that I found. Yeah. yeah that was, good. that was really bad. It was really bad. And, but he, that's one thing about KC though. If you, if you can sit on for a little while and frustrate them enough, Mahomes makes enough of those, plays that you just think oh my god he, he, how did he do that what he shouldn't even try that he makes enough he connects on a high enough percentage of low percentage plays that he keeps that nobody's going to tell him not to try it and but if you're you know a, a good defense can make him pay for those and can you know those low percentage plays turn into you know, low percentage stay remain low percentage plays and can turn into interceptions. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Dolphins can force that out, out of Kansas City. Um if they, you know, how much they can limit Kelsey's damage. And uh you know it's it's also I think gonna be also an interesting challenge for the Dolphins uh, offense. Because Casey's defense will actually playing pretty well. Yeah, they're one of the better defense and, in the NFL. One of the best defenses, right? And if and you know if if this were a you know Casey offense of like last year, two years ago, three years ago, with this Casey defense, you know I, I wouldn't like the Dolphins' chances very much. But this is, but you know I think this is going to be a very interesting yardstick again, yardstick game for both sides of the ball and I'd like you know you'd like to see the Dolphins defense if they're going to be the defense they want you'd like to see them you know you don't think you're going to shut them down completely but you want to see them limit the damage 
uh, you know, limit the Kelsey damage and really limit the wide receiver damage. I don't, I'm not seeing Casey's running, running game, getting it done against the Dolphins, but uh, I've been wrong before, obviously. Uh, but I think they're going to sit on the running. I think, you know, the Dolphins can pick up the run on the go. And uh, so it's the, yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting game for both sides of the ball. And, but yeah, if the Dolphins defense is coming on and this is, this is going to tell them, okay, here's how far you've come is that, you know, can you prevent KC from even getting what not many points they needed to win some of these games? Can you can you prevent them from even getting that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting uh, matchups. Obviously, Kelsey being, you know, top, obviously the number one uh, in terms of pass catching options. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see just kind of overall what they, what Vic Fangio's game plan. I mean, he has had a lot of experience, um, you know, facing Patrick Mahomes as the former uh, Denver Broncos coach. So, um, you know, we're going to talk to him on Thursday as well as, um, you know, the normal uh, roundup of availability out here in Germany. So, uh, very excited and interested to see what he has to say as well. All right, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back on the other side of things, uh, how important is this game to the Dolphins? Uh, we're going to talk about that, as well as our expectations for Tyreek Kill in his first game against his former team. Uh, and then we're going to round it out with some uh, game predictions. So stay locked with us, and we'll be back soon. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins and that podcast in Frankfurt, Germany, alongside David Neal talking all things Dolphins down the first half. Uh, we talked about the Dolphins' win over the Patriots, which was headlined by the return of Jalen Ramsey to the lineup. Um, segueing into this weekend's game, Dolphins-Chiefs, both teams 6-2, and two, both teams tied for first place in the AFC. Um, I know there's a lot of permutations with the tiebreakers, but more or less, the winner of this game will be number one in the AFC um, after week nine. Um, another, as David mentioned before, kind of yardstick measuring game against the Dolphins, who uh, I know a lot of fans do not like when this is brought up and have a lot of objections to this kind of narrative. Um, but the Dolphins, you know, all six wins have come against losing teams with losing records. Their two losses thus far have come against teams with the winning winning records. They're obviously facing a very good Chiefs game, uh, Chiefs team this weekend. Um, I feel in terms of, I guess, we, we, we spoke about the kind of narrative of, you know, the Dolphins track record against, you know, quality opponents after the after, last week after the Eagles game. But I think there's two components to it, as, as I kind of mentioned before. You know, there's kind of public per- perception. And it's just and as you also alluded to, you know, the, internally, the confidence of the team. I would say this is a very important game probably the biggest game of the year so far and probably maybe all season for the Dolphins for, for several reasons. It is the defending Super Bowl champions. Um, you are getting a real good look at where you stack up in the conference against a team that you're probably going to have to go through in order to reach the Super Bowl, to get to the AFC championship game and, you know, and possibly get to the Super Bowl. Um, 
Yeah, obviously, as I mentioned before, the record standpoint of it, you know, that that that's a huge tiebreaker. Um, you know, to be one game above the Chiefs, one full game ahead of the Chiefs, and to have the tiebreaker is immense. It's essentially, you know, a two-game lead on the Chiefs. Um, I, I would say, you know, but just for the simple fact as, as well as that, you know, the, the Dolphins aren't really out of the, the woods when it comes to their own division. I know that the Bills haven't looked good, but they're only one game behind. So, you know, you don't take care of business this weekend, and the Chiefs and the uh, the Bills take care of business. I mean, you're you're not only not number one in the conference, you're not number one in the division. Um, so I would really like of all games. You know, we know that they came up short against the Bills. They came up short against the Eagles. If there's any game for them to to lose, honestly, on the schedule, it's, it's probably that Eagles game because it's non-conference. So it doesn't really matter to where the tie-breaking matters. Um, but I would say this game kind of means everything for the Dolphins and really maybe not as much to very little for the Chiefs. Because as I said before, um, the reason why there's this narrative with the Dolphins and, you know, whether fair or not, it has followed them over the first half of the season because they don't have the track record of a team like the Chiefs. We've seen the Chiefs start off slow and, you know, lose some games, be close to 500, and then turn it up in the second half of the season. Now, I'm not saying that they're necessarily going to do that. I, I don't know. You know, but they do have that benefit of the doubt because we've seen them do it. We've seen teams like the Bengals who are starting to turn things up and are starting to get a little hot. We've seen them do it in the past en route to the Super Bowl. We've seen the Bills do it as well. So when you talk about, oh, why aren't these teams getting knocked for losing the bad teams? as We just saw the Chiefs lose to the Broncos. It's because we've seen the Chiefs turn it up and then play their best against the top opponents in the NFL, and then, you know, start to go on a run. We've seen the Bills do that. We've seen the Bengals do that as well. We haven't necessarily seen the Dolphins do it. I mean, they are a young team. This is only the second year with Tua and Mike McDaniel together, this kind of iteration of this team. We've only, only been together for one season and about a half, one, one and a half seasons, more or less. So they don't really have that track record. So when you see teams talk about, um, you know, them not beating quality opponents, I'm not saying they're frauds. I said it last week. I'll say it again. I don't think they're frauds. But as I put on Twitter, I think two things can be true. The Dolphins aren't frauds and their track record worth, uh, excuse me, their track record against elite teams is worth monitoring. You're not going to win all the games, but. You have to win some of them. Exactly. You got to win some of them. And I've said it to many people. The Dolphins can win 12, 13. They can win 14 games. But if they lose to all the teams that they're going to have to beat when it matters most, the Buffaloes, the Chiefs, the Ravens later on in the schedule, they can win, rack up a whole bunch of wins. But if they don't beat any of the teams that they're going to have to face in mid-January, early January, you know, how, when we talk about public perception, am I supposed to feel confident in the team? I still think they're a very, very good team. But at some point, you do have to win these games, regardless of injuries, regardless of officiating, regardless of whether it's on the road or at home, you got to win these games at some point. So I think this means everything for the Dolphins and not so much for the Chiefs, just because of where kind of the the where these two franchises stand and their history and their track record. I don't think it means everything for the Dolphins. I think it means a lot for the Dolphins. If it was later in the season, I would say everything. Yeah, we're at, you know we're at game or game nine. We're you know exactly the midpoint of a seventeen game schedule. You know you got eight behind. You got eight going to have eight ahead of you. Uh, but it but it you know obviously there is the whole 
you know, head-to-head, conference record, you know, tiebreakers. When it comes to those playoff tiebreakers, you want them in your favor because there is a definite difference in January between being in, you know, in Hard Rock Stadium or in Arrowhead, even if you get an unseasonably warm day in Arrowhead. I think I think the Dolphins right now, until they prove me otherwise, I don't have confidence that the Dolphins can win multiple playoff games on the road right now. I just don't have that confidence in them, which is why I think okay. they have to get the number one seed which right is, now. Which so that I mean that puts a lot of importance on this game, obviously. But I do and I do think I think if it were later in the Here's why I say I think if it were later in the season, it actually would mean even more. Not because, oh, games later, we mean more. No, there's the, the, the win-loss column, you yeah, know. It's the same. It, it's the same. It's there's no there's no special thing for, oh, this this is a win in December versus this is a win in September. No. No. Yeah. You know, every every year somebody misses the playoffs because of what they didn't do in September or October. And I think I think if the Dolphins lose this game. I honestly think, okay, they step back and they they know what their record they they know the record against teams over five hundred. They know the they they only they know the record. They know hey, McDaniel said we know we know the narrative. McDaniel said I know the narrative because it's not even the narrative. They know the facts. Yeah, (laughs) the narrative the narrative is rooted in facts. Right, right, right. And so and so they can say they'll um you know they can step back and say okay. This is whether this is where we are. And now we've got, you know, X number of games to move forward and close that gap. Okay. If if this happens in December and you're still talking about this, there's not a lot of time to get yourself together and close and close the gap that you need to close. Yeah. Now, um, there's a, I will say though, real quick, there's a real opportunity though, because I just I was looking at the schedule. The Bills play the Bengals on Monday Night Football. Um, the Bills have looked, they're gonna have a kind of, they have a, they're coming off of a mini buy, but they've looked shaky the past couple weeks. Yeah. The Bengals, as I mentioned before, are starting to pick things up. Seven and three, seven and three, or excuse me, sorry, seven and two with the one game lead on. The, the Chiefs and potentially a two game lead on the Bills at essentially the halfway point because they got their bye afterward. That looks so much better than possibly six and three. You're knocked down the standings in the AFC. And, you know, if the Bills take care of business against the Bengals, you're second in the division. That, that look, the, the right. former but, looks a but, lot, a lot better. And I know that you still have a lot of games to be played. Right. And but, the, but there's still a lot of games. Left. And there's a cushion. You give yourself you, a really good cushion you, you, for the last right. eight games. You, you have a chance to do that. And you also have a chance to just, you know, win the game. Buffalo wins the game and you keep, and you keep your lead. But you're, but then you're, but then you're first in the conference with the, right. with the head to head win. Um, I, you know, but I do think it's, this means a lot to the Dolphins too. So, because, Again, you can have all the confidence in the world, but after a while, if you try to do something, you know, three, four, five times, and you don't do it, it's real hard when you have to, when you got to you know come in to do it number time number six to feel like you can do it. If you're not, if there's not like a major change or anything, a reconstitution of your roster or just just some major difference, um, and that's not, probably not going to happen in season, even. Even getting players healthy—that's 
that's not the kind of change you're talking about. So, you know, like I said, I think the Dolphins need one of these wins for their own, you know, you know, their own confidence. Kind of, I mean, you're, they're, 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 they're confident I, people. I think they're confident, which you think that they needed. Some they're, they're, no, they're confident. They're confident as athletes. You have to be confident as a professional athlete to just survive in the whole thing. They are, but they're also not unrealistic. They're also human. And they're also, again, like I said, you, you try to do something three, four, five times and you think, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. We're going to do it at this day. And, do it. and it doesn't happen. You're like, okay. It, that happens a few times. And after a while, you're just saying those words. You're not actually believing that. And that's, and that's, that's a natural human thing. Yeah. And these are humans. They, they're very, they're, they're very talented humans. They're very driven humans. They are, you know, they go, they go through a lot. Their, their mental preparation for what they do on a, you know, weekly basis is, is incredible, but at some point, you know, it's, and so I think that, I think it's important game for that, for that. And if they lose it, I don't think they're going to fall apart or anything. I don't think that means they're not going to beat Baltimore. They're not going to beat Dallas or they're not going to be Buffalo down the road. I, I do think it, I think Mike McDaniel's a, you know, as a coach, I think he's, you know, smart enough and calm enough and not, you know, spaz enough. He's not going to spaz. You know, he's going to say, okay, this is this is where we are, yes. and let's try to get let's try to get better, and you know, let's get let's see what we need to do to get this done. What are we not doing? Yeah. Where are we lacking? And I, I think and um. I think he's, you know, he's smart enough, level-headed enough to have that approach, and so I, th- I think it means, like I say, I think it means a lot to the Dolphins. Uh, I, you know, I, I think for Kansas City, I think it's a game. Um, I think they feel like they're going to, you know, look at their division. They're, you know, the division's already the AFC yeah, West they're, is they're, already clinched, not officially, they're, but they're they're pretty much feeling like, okay. They're going to take their division, and and they have and they have that confidence. They the the chunk of that team. Hey, they've got they've got rings on their fingers. They've you know they've been there. They've been close. They've been you know they've every single year they've won some of these kinds of games for the last you know since 2018 at least. Yeah, every single year they've won some of these kinds of games. So you know they can lose. They can get you know if they get if the Dolphins drill them, they can come back and go okay well. Like you we know, know that we know we, that we can turn it up, you know, when it matters. We, most we know we know we can be better, and we know we can. We know we need to close a gap now, and we know we can close that gap because we closed that gap before. Yeah, and you know, and so the game means it's not like the game means nothing to them, but the, it means something. It means a lot. And I, they, I think they want to, you know, obviously, like we said, difference. Hard Rock Stadium, Arrowhead. In, you know that they, they love they would love Kansas City would love nothing more than to have everybody have to come through that that wind tunnel of noise yep. in, in 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 January to try to get to the Super Bowl yeah good luck with that that's not that's that's a tough task yeah. and so you know yeah this this game I think means more to the Dolphins than the Chiefs I think it means a lot to the Dolphins but you know, and I think they've, but I think it's there for them. It's a game that's there for them. They can, this is, I think this is a more, I feel like this is a much more winnable game than I thought that Philly game was. And yeah, especially, especially after, the, yeah, after they lost their, guard, their starting guard early in the game, I was like, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, credit credit to the Dolphins for you know, I mean, at one point they had four starters down in the offensive line. They were still able right. to move the ball down the field. I'm looking at my phone a lot right now because, as you all know, today is trade deadline day. We don't have any Dolphins news uh, for those you know either watching on YouTube or listening. Um, but you know, Chase Young just got traded to the 49ers, so it's rich get richer in the NFL. Uh, still just kind of monitoring whether there's any Dolphins news again because of the time difference for recording uh, <laughs> early evening in Germany, uh, early afternoon uh, in Miami. So, you know, if there is any Josh Dobbs, the Vikings, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Montez Sweat to uh, the Bears earlier. So, if there's any Dolphins news breaking while we're you know wrapping up the pod, we'll obviously extend it, uh, continue if you know news breaks afterward we'll kind of come back and put it all together and make it work um but as we you know transition to more um you know know a lot of storylines this weekend um obviously one of the biggest ones is Tyree Kill uh returning well not not returning but uh facing his former team for the first time since uh last year's trade um when the schedule first came out you know I think that uh a lot of people probably had a mixture of emotions when they saw that it was Dolphins Chiefs um Obviously, there was the excitement that the game was in Germany, but the disappointment um, that the game wasn't in Kansas City for Tyree Kill's kind of homecoming. He spoke about that after uh, Sunday's game against the Patriots. Said he was a little disappointed, um, not able to go there, but still he's able to connect with some of his former teammates that he's still close with, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously head coach Andy Reid. Um, I'm, I know this is a game he is uh, circled, probably circled on his calendar. Um by all accounts, it was an, amic- an amicable kind of divorce. Obviously, there was uh, money at play. Um, you know, he and the Chiefs not able to come to an agreement. And, you know, I wrote the story last year when he was introduced as a Dolphin. Um, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, prominent agent based in South Florida, it said that um, he brought up the idea, Rosenhaus brought up the idea of maybe, you know, finding a trade partner who was, um, you know, with a team that was willing to give up the draft capital um to the Chiefs as well as give up uh as well as give the contract that Tyreek Hill sought um as we all know it kind of came down to uh the Dolphins and the Jets Tyreek Hill said that you know he picked the Dolphins the Dolphins also sealed the deal with their draft capital and what was then a record-breaking contract for a wide receiver um I mean by all accounts I mean this has been and we've seen it with our eyes I think this has probably been more than the Dolphins could have imagined when you look at Tyreek Hill, the player, and kind of Tyreek Kill, the leader. I mean, along with Mike McDaniel, I would say the two people who have changed the culture in Miami, um, you know, has it's been Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Kill. Obviously, Mike McDaniel for bringing in the uh, kind of the offensive ingenuity, the scheme, um, and empowering Tua Tungavaloa. But Tyreek Hill, in his own right, doing that as well, you know, empowering Tua as well as his performance on the field. I mean, this is obviously – he he was on his way to a Hall of Fame season in Kansas City. Um, but what he's done these last two seasons have really like cemented that in my eyes. Like if he wasn't a Hall of Famer before then, uh before then, I mean he's he's definitely a Hall of Famer now. I mean, he you know, last time he became the first wide receiver in the Super Bowl era to record a thousand yards in the first eight games of the season. Um, he leads the NFL in receiving yards, touchdowns. He's on pace, obviously, for two thousand more than 2,000 yards, which would also be a new single-season record. Um, and it just feels like he, he, he played a big part in just kind of bringing this kind of fun, this loose kind of cult, not loose culture in terms of um, – 
sloppy, but in terms of everyone feeling free, right? And you know, every, the, all the you know, all of the everyone's uh, personality coming out, like a lot of that, the touchdown dances that you see at the end. That's Tyreek. That's that's him. You know, orchestrating it with the, with his teammates on Friday and making sure that guys are having fun and whatnot. Um, and I don't think that Tyreek Hill maybe had like a a, a bad reputation in Kansas City, but we definitely attributed, you know, what they were doing in Kansas City more to uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and obviously to an extent, um, uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, they kind of shared the wealth there. And I think that, you know, there was a lot of talk about, hey, Tyreek Hill is not going to be as productive when he comes over to Miami. Obviously, I think a big part of that was people not believing in Tua, um, but all of that has changed. I mean, I I thought he was going to put up his numbers regardless because when you when you're a good wide receiver – you know, when you're a great wide receiver, you know, the ball is going to come to you. But I couldn't have imagined this. Um, and I think he's going to have a big game. I think Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel knows that this is a big game. This means a lot to him. I think they're going to feed him. I mean, hey, he had like 13 targets uh, last time against the Patriots. He might have close to 20 against the Chiefs. Uh, but I'm expecting a big game from, from Tyreek for sure. I, I think even if he's like, he's, he's like a, like a, boxer who's a a big punch a, a really punch fire big puncher uh you know we'll go old school like you know duran when he was a lightweight or you know uh a guy like sugary robinson where even if you do everything right and you you fight your best fight you got to come out of that fight looking like you've been in a fight and even if you win the fight you might look like you lost it and that's Ty, and that's Ty, and that's Tyreek right so now. So you can cover him perfectly. Right, right. Everything, and he just finds a way. He did a great job on him. He he had five, he had five catches for a buck twenty and two and a, and a touchdown. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, and so you, you kind of say, well, guess we're happy it wasn't you know ten for two hundred and two touchdowns. So he, I think that's what that's where he is right now in this offense. Yeah, and I think that's where this offense is. I think that's where, and he's you know one of the main guys that makes it go that and i think it, i think it would be a yeah they'll want to force the ball to him they'll want they'll want to give give him the ball a lot yeah uh, the guys on the other side kind of know that too so yeah and they have um, a good defensive coordinator and, and but, I, but, I, I, but i th- i think what i think it would be it's if if the dolphins are smart with it i, I think they can use that to their advantage. Tyreek can get his will get his yards. He'll have his moments. I, there's I don't think there's any way they're going to shut him down. Yeah. You know I, I think he's going to have his moments. Um, so maybe similar to a little bit to Kelsey. You just can't let Tyreek Hill have moment after moment after moment after yeah. moment. And, and that's tough. That's tough. And, yeah. And, and and you know so and uh, yeah if you if you hold him to a hundred, 120, 130 yards. Hold him. So to hold him to 120. Right, right. On seven <laughs> catches. You got to say, okay, well, you know. Yeah, we, that's, yeah, we tried. Yeah. But but that you might, sometimes you might look at that and go, okay, well, they, they threw, if they throw the ball at him 15, 20 times. Yeah. And, you know, get six or seven catches for, we'll, you know. We'll, we'll live with okay. that. We'll, we'll live yeah, with we'll, it. we'll live, we'll live with that. Um, and some, sometimes in sport, in, in across these sports, Sometimes you got to concentrate your fire on the number two guy and say, yeah. "Okay, look, we we can try all we want to shut down the number one guy, and then if, if that fails, 
we've not only failed to shut down the number one guy, but we've we've left ourselves open to getting battered by the number two guy and the number three guy, and then we get run out of the run out of the building. And there's a number of times that you've seen guys say, "Okay, look, we can't let them go crazy, but you know, we'll give them get you know, let him do what he's going to do, and let's keep everybody else from." you know, completing the beating. <laughs> and yeah. um, so I th- I think he's going to have a good game. I think he's, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't remember he's, when he's not had a good game, it seems like. Yeah, he had a quiet, a quiet-ish game for her standards in week two. But outside of that, I mean. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, it, it, and he's still, he's still going to hit you, you know, I, I Think he's gonna hit he's gonna get a touchdown or two uh it's a matter of how many yards how many big how many big plays and um that's gonna be the real question uh but yeah, I'm sure he's jacked up about this game and I'm sure Kansas City's I'm sure their defense is jacked up also for it I mean I'm sure he knows guys there yeah. and um, th- th- this is this is also going to be Guarantee this game. However, this game comes out, there's going to be discuss- There's going to be talk about it in the off season, back and yeah. forth. I mean, it, it was interesting. It was just that it was interesting because it feels like one of the rare. I know Kansas City's offense hasn't looked quite like Kansas City's offense since he left, but it feels like one of the rare, like truly win-win deals where right. you know the Chiefs are able to bring in some young talent, free some cap space. I mean, they won a Super Bowl, so it's hard not to like <laughs> they, they label them a winner. But and I know a lot of people were saying, "Oh, well, I'm sure Tyreek wishes he was on the team." I was like, "Hey, Tyreek had a career year last year. Yeah, got his money. I mean, he's he's fine. He's like, I'm I'm good. You know, I'm like my legacy. Right. And it's not like it's not like he didn't have a ring also already. Exactly, exactly. And like he's chasing. And he like he's a major role in getting. So sure. you know, they and everybody. It's like everybody on both both sides vindicated themselves. Tyreek wouldn't had a huge year. He, he proved and, that he wasn't just a product of, you know, uh, right. you know, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Mahomes, a lot of people were saying early last year that, oh, maybe he can't be the same guy he was before without Tyreek. And he goes out there, he wins MVP, Super right. Bowl MVP, another and ring. So, so, you know, everybody. Very rare win win where. Right, game. right. Everybody got, everybody felt vindicated. Everybody got what they wanted out of it. And um, so now, yeah, it's, this is going to be. Yeah, this like I said, I, I expect him to. There's gonna he's gonna land some big blows, big punches. To go back to the metaphor, yeah. it's gonna be you know, can he land the combinations? You know, can they even land the combinations? And you know, the Dolphins getting the knockout. Yeah, so, I mean he uh, he he showed up for uh, Pages game with kind of the old Tyree Kill look. He got rid of the the locks and everything. He had a you know just the the the, the regular fade, you know. Hot top on the uh, top, uh, with the say fade on the sides, and he said, "Hey, this is the OKC look. I'm letting them know, you know, when they see me, it's gonna be problems." So he's uh amped up for that. Uh, that brings us to our predictions portion of the pod. I gotta say, I've been wrestling with my prediction probably more so than any week this season. When the schedule first came out, I did say, well, at least I put, I wrote in my predictions that the Dolphins were gonna win this game. Um, I've said before the season, I think that the the most talented team in the AFC, even more talented than KC from top to bottom. Um, nothing through the first half of the season has led me to kind of come off that stance. However, uh, I'm very, 
I guess my perspective in picking the Dolphins is I'm very concerned about Casey coming off a game where uh, they probably had their worst offensive performance in the Mahomes era. They turned the ball over several times, which led to, you know, the Denver's Denver's points. Um, and the fact that, you know, they're, they're just one of those franchises, kind of like the, the Steelers, the Patriots, where it's like, or, you know, Patriots of old, when they lose, they usually don't lose back-to-back games. They bounce back. Um, I think that this is probably going to be the healthiest the Dolphins have been all season, possibly. Um, you know, we got to monitor the status of Robert Hunt, who left with a hamstring injury. But, you know, McDaniel said he's day-to-day. They could get Tron Armstead back at left tackle. He's eligible to return to practice. We'll find out Wednesday whether they're opening that uh, practice window. Um I'm assuming that Javon Holland's going to be back because he was in the later stages of concussion protocol. I'm assuming that um, Xavier Howard and Connor Williams are going to be back. Like I was kind of thinking, hey, they're they're holding these guys out for these types of games for this type of game. You know, we you know they they have been very very um, cautious um, and kind of conservative when it comes to bringing guys back from injuries. But you know, X has had two weeks off. Connor Williams has had three weeks off. I I tend to think that they're probably going to play this game and they all know the importance of this game. So they're going to be pushing to play this game. So health wise, I think the Dolphins are going to be in the best spot that they've been all year. So I think they're going to be good there. I think they match up pretty well on offense. You know, when it comes to the Dolphins offense against the, the Chiefs defense, uh, they just lost their starting uh, linebacker, Nick Bolton in the middle of the defense. I think that's a big loss. Um, I think that Tyreek, as we said, we think he's going to have a big game. I think General Waddle is set up to have a really big game. Uh, it's the other side where I'm a little like, I like, like we said with, with, with Tyreek, with Travis Kelsey, those guys are going to get theirs. Um, I don't think that the wide receivers on the chiefs concern me, but we've seen Travis Kelsey take over a game and get, 12 catches, 150, two touch. We've seen that. We've seen that. Um, and again, the Dolphins defense has shown or what they've shown this far this season that they've struggled against those elite quarterbacks, those guys that can move around, extend plays and whatnot. Um, but again, we haven't really seen this defense, uh, the defense that I think we'll see on Sunday where they have the entire starting lineup and they have Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard out there. Um, one of the kind of kind of secondary things that I'm looking at is how they perform in a neutral crowd because they've struggled on the road, but this is going to be a true neutral crowd. You know, when I went to the UK for Dolphins Jaguars, there were fans from all types of teams out there. Like all teams were represented. It wasn't a pro Dolphin crowd. It wasn't a pro Jaguars crowd necessarily. Um, the uh, Germany is the Kansas city chiefs kind of home market. So maybe we will see a little bit more, but I think Dolphins fans are going to travel well, or there's going to be some Dolphins representation representation. So I wonder like, does that impact how the offense, you know, operates? Cause we've seen them struggle when they're not at home. Maybe that's kind of like a little subplot that might shake out. Um, all that is to say, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I don't have a lot of conviction on this pick. Um, but, you know, I'm going to stay true to what I said preseason, that they were going to win this game. I think I predicted them losing to the Bills on the road. I predicted them losing to the Eagles on the road before the season, and I said they were going to beat the Chiefs. I'm going to stick to it. I don't remember what my initial score was, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be I – mean, this is probably the best game of the week for sure. might be best game of the season, you know, in the first half of the season. I think the Dolphins, uh, they pull out a close one, 34 
31, something like that. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, you, you danced around that one for a long No, I mean, I just, I, I set it up. Man. I set it that up. That was like, that was like first dance. Mama and mama and the groom dance. I have to set it Daddy up. You don't want to just dance. Hey, gone. Um, I could have done the Soul Train scramble about six times there during that. Um, so I will. While while you were doing that dance, and I was able to think, and uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to go with the dolphins. Just I'm going to say on red zone efficiency. And I'm going to go with 3127. Uh, I the, it, this is a different matchup that you know it's everything everything's about the matchups in the sport, and I think this is a different matchup than obviously a very different matchup than with the Eagles, and not as much I, firepower on the on the yeah, trenches. I like, I like the doll. I, I like the. Uh, I like the Dolphins. The way, I like the way the defense matches up better with Casey's offense. Um, again, you, yeah, they have they had a really bad week last week, and you probably should expect that this week at practice. Uh, you know, just everything about the way they approach the game, it's going to be, you know, a little more, much, much more intense, much more focused. Chiefs, we we talked about it before. The Chiefs. This might ne- not necessarily be like. No, no, the world. No, but they're going to be this ready. Is, they're going to be ready. But this is about this for them is about okay. We can't, you know, this that 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 business last week can't be allowed to continue. Yeah, I'm quite, and so I think that I think they're going to be more focused than they, you know, like more focused than maybe they were in practice last week. But, you know, they're going to they're going to make sure they're you know they're tr- going to try to make sure that they're about as you know locked in. You know, on the on their task, uh, you know, and on uh, on re- regaining some Christmas to their offense as they ca- as you know they can be. You know, I don't think they're going to have an intensity or focus advantage on the Dolphins. I just think it's compared to probably their previous selves, what they were going into last week. It, it's the natural reaction, and it's the natural reaction of very good teams. And, um, but. Uh, that said, they still are who they are, and or what they've shown to be so far. And until they, especially that wide receiver core, shows themselves to be something different, uh, I, I like the Dolphins' matchup against them. And uh, on the, when the Dolphins have the ball, I think there's I. I think the Dolphins might get might not move the ball as well as they would like, but I think they're going to get some. They're gonna get some short fields, and there's and they're gonna get some stuff from the defense. And um, they've gotten it the last two weeks. They've gotten you know big plays from the defense that have get that have set them up well. And I think they're gonna get it again this week. Um, and so I'm gonna go with 31-27, um, a you know sort of high scoring ga- game, um, but. Not necessarily because both offenses are marching up and down the field with each other. I think there's going to, I think some defense, defense is going to make some plays, but the Dolphins defense is going to make more plays and put their offense in better position more times. 
and the Dolphins' efficiency in the red zone will, I think, will win out. Even though, yeah, tight ends catch. You know, tight ends are the ones who you know are big red zone targets, and you know the Chiefs have the best one. But I still think the Dolphins are going to come out of this thirty-one twenty-seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the. But I wouldn't bet on the game. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be, it's gonna be this a game. close game. I think I think the Chiefs again. It's it's kind of a neutral neutral site game. The Chiefs are I believe are favored by uh, two or two and a half. Um, you mentioned takeaways. I mean, if both teams are you know kind of going up and down the field, yeah, the takeaway here or there could be the key. The Dolphins haven't really done that well in generating turnovers this season, but as we saw uh, last week, you know, with Jalen Ramsey back there, maybe Xavier Howard back in the lineup, maybe do another opportunity or more opportunities to get your hands on the ball. Another factor, kind of maybe subplot factor that I failed to mention earlier, um, the fact that the Dolphins are spending the entire week, uh, excuse me, the entire week outside uh, in Germany preparing for the game. The Chiefs are actually coming here Thursday afternoon. Um, you know, I think McDaniel, as well as, you know, wanting the team to be here um, and, and, you know, uh, bond together and sightsee before the preparation. He noted kind of the sports science aspect, adjusting your body, um, you know, ahead of the game. Uh, we've seen, you know, it have, you know, con- con- kind of conflicting results, but I will say the Ravens spent the entirety of the week out in London. Um, the Titans came late in the week. The Ravens won that game. The Jaguars got to spend an extra week out in uh, UK because they had back-to-back games out there. The Bills came late in the week. Jaguars obviously won that game. So maybe there is something there. Uh, regardless, we're both taking uh, the Dolphins this week. Yeah, and this, it would be a big win over the uh, over the Chiefs. That's a, that's a real... I'm a little surprised at that from the Chiefs. I mean, th- th- also, this is a, you know, this is a you know, 930 in your normal body clock game. And you're not giving your team much of a chance to, you know, kind of get their bodies on this clock, on that, on, you know, on German time, on, you know, Berlin time. Uh, and uh, even though it's in Frankfurt, yes, I know, but that's the way that the rest of Europe sometimes refers to it. Um, so that's an interesting move by the, by the chiefs. I, Cause I thought it's natural to do what the dolphins did. Yeah. I think, I think what we've seen over the, especially I guess maybe the past couple of years or so is teams are kind of warming up to the idea of spending the entirety of the week out there. Sometimes you kind of think of it as a distraction, um, but ultimately um, you're kind of getting in for the dolphins perspective, they're kind of getting the distractions out the way. So they don't have to cram all this stuff on Saturday. Like, like they went, they went to the UK uh, late in the week um, two years ago. Um, they, did a lot of their sightseeing stuff on Saturday, but now they take care of that in their off day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they can uh, focus on preparation. And then Saturday, maybe you go out a little bit, but you're not really worried about that. Your focus is really right. on the, uh, on the game. Cause you've taken all the touristy aspects out of it. Um, So we'll, we'll see. And you're able to stay on your regular schedule. Exactly. So we'll see if that, uh, uh, you know, that tactic uh, works out. I mean, there's no way to know for sure, um, but you know, they're definitely, I guess, they're talking about process oriented over results oriented process wise to definitely going the right way. So we'll see uh, how that works out for them this week. All right. That brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast, the jam packed one in that podcast. <laughs> I want to thank you guys as always for tuning in reminder to subscribe to my mirror YouTube page, like share comment as well. Subscribe to the Miami Herald. You definitely want to subscribe to the Miami, Miami Herald because I'm out here in Frankfurt, uh, with the team, giving you updates. We've got normal rundown. So Tua Tungabailoa 
Mike McDaniel on Wednesday, uh, coordinators on Thursday, as well as key players throughout the week. Um, I'll have a ton of updates, um, injuries, uh, preparation for the Chiefs, uh, and a lot more. i got a lot of fun stories coming uh, your way this week, so definitely subscribe to Miami Era. We'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football, but until then, you guys take care. I don't know how to say goodbye in German, but we'll see you later. Bye.